We are back for another episode of the Capes and Tights podcast right here on capesandtights.com. I'm your host, Justin Zoderberg. This week, or this episode, I should say, we have Jordan Pulaski of Zoop.gg, a crowdfunding platform for creators of comic books and a more, actually. Uh, but Jordan joined us to talk about the platform, how it got started, what products are on there right now, what sets Zoop apart from other crowdfunding platforms out there. And we talked so much more right here on this episode. But before we get started, visit capesandtights.com for way more content as well as follow us on social media on twitter facebook and instagram and find us on apple and spotify and all your major podcasting platforms rate review all that stuff five stars please subscribe yeah so this is jordan plosky ceo and co-founder of zoop.gg which is the website also so check that out here on the capes and tights podcast enjoy everyone Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm tired, man. I'm I'm looking at my my face on the screen. It, it's it's 8:30 ish here uh, on the okay, West Coast. So I'm, I'm not sure where you are. I'm in uh, Bangor, Maine, or in Maine. So oh, okay. Yeah. So we're opposite. And I did one last week with uh, Tony Fleece, uh, comic book artist writer. Also, LA, he was also yeah. on the West West Coast, and so he did the same thing where he was like, "I got my coffee." Yep. But yeah. See, just just in case you didn't know. I am best the best farter, farter, farter ever. River. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Father's Day gift. They're the best. I can't wait till I get some for mine. My my kid gives me a Father's Day gift of like a poop and a diaper. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> He's only two. Oh, man. Yeah, there you go. It gets better. <laughs> yeah. Well, it gets better. This weekend he was sick. Oh and so, no! And so, like on Thursday, he started developing a little bit of a cough, and then on Friday, it got worse, and then Saturday morning or saturday or friday night my wife and i were like back and forth trying to like get up with him like okay is he gonna do okay da, da, da. and about i want to say 9 30 10 o'clock he kind of coughed himself into a fit that he spit up a little bit in bed uh, and i was like yeah, okay well we changed his sheets and did all that stuff and then he was back out there and does the exact same thing and my wife goes I'll, I'll i'll lay with him a little bit on the couch for a little bit she gets out to the living room he does another coffee fit and gets rid of everything all over her <laughs> been there man i've like, been like, there all over her. And i was just thinking to myself i'm like my wife's not very good with the puke at all and i was like hon if this was me like if i had just like gotten sick and like puked in the living room she would have also thrown up like it would have been a whole thing but oh, because man. it's our son and i said i hate that cliche thing of like when you're a dad you'll understand it's like it's true the smell sucks but like i don't know it, it's something about just yeah. getting there and cleaning it up and finishing it up <laughs> there's no there's no time to like oh. think about it. You just you, you got to do what you got to do when you're. A and parent, luckily, we so. had like about six months ago, we bought a, a, a cleaner rug cleaner, and I was like, oh, I can wait. I can wait till the morning. <laughs> I can wait till the morning. Purchase. But I'm like, my wife's like, he's gonna be up for a little bit. So I'm like, I just went to the garage and was like, I'm gonna get it out there and do it right now, so that by the morning the rug is clean, it doesn't smell like throw up. But oh, man, yeah, the yeah. joys of parenthood, my friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he'll be two in May, and, and I'm, uh, it is more good than bad. So I will say that to anybody who's thinking about having a parent, having a kid. I mean, hundred percent. Say goodbye. Say goodbye to sleep, but yes, the, yeah. the good outweighs the bad. May, and also, may what? May what? If you don't mind me asking, my, I have a May baby as well. Oh, May May eighteenth. Oh, thirtieth. Twenty. Yes, I'm May fifteenth. So there. Hey, all right. Yeah. Well, he was supposed to be born like June, the first week of June. And he was three weeks early. And I, I, for my entire life, I've always been like, I don't want a baby that's around a kid that's around the same birthday as me. Look at that. Three days after my birthday, I have a kid. There's worse things, man. Don't worry about that. 
<laughs> I mean, it's my fault for saying anything, probably, right? I mean, if I would have said just kept my mouth shut, you would have been born in September. You put it out there, man. That's what happens. Sometimes. Out, in the, out into the universe. But uh, we're, I mean, we welcome to Dad Talk 101 <laughs> yeah, here on the podcast, sure. right? We could do a whole hour. <laughs> exactly. But we're here to talk about what I would eventually hopefully share with my kids. Uh, my kid at one point is a, a comic books and, and, and the world of, you know, periodically fake funny magazine things we got going on here. But I always like to start out when I talk to a new person that hasn't been on the podcast before, like how you got your start in comic books. Like, how did you start reading? What's your comic book origin story on how you became a fan of the world of comic books? Yeah, um, whew, it, it probably goes back to when I'm like four or five. And, you know, we would go to the candy store. Like, I don't even know that that's a thing anymore. But, you know, I, I guess that's sort of like the spinner rack equivalent, you know, because mm-hmm. they indeed had a spinner rack. Um, and for me, it, it was like just those little Archie digests. Um, those are like the first kind of comics. I think that like my parents probably felt, you know, good enough, like having like a a young kid reading Mm -hmm. and funny enough, taking it back to the dad thing, like my daughter who is about to be 13 in May has my entire stack of Archie digests and she's, she's gone through all of them as well. So she's big Archie fan. She's watching Riverdale now, but anyway, I mean like the arch, the Archies back in the day, you know, I'm an eighties kid. So Archies. And then I remember like some GI Joe, Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like loosely into it, but the comic that like like everything was this like big event when like Image Comics came out and Spider Man one and X Men one, you know, McFarlane and Jim Lee. Yeah. Um, I was a big big Valiant fan, you know, like this is all like ninety one, ninety two, ninety three. But the book for me that like holds the biggest uh space in my heart is the New Warriors. I don't know how old you are or if you remember yeah. this book called the New yeah. Warriors, but yeah, but I, that's I, my. I, I, I'm an 80s kid, I'm 86, but like I really didn't get into comic books until a little bit later on in my life, like full on. But yeah, well, I know I the do, New Warriors. I think I have, I honestly think, keep talking. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, oh, the, dude, you have a Nova number one si- uh, slab behind you there, I see yeah. now. That well, here's it. the deal. My my son's name is Nova. That's awesome. So <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I have it. It's not, the funny thing about that is, again, back to the dad thing is, it wasn't because of that. It was like a, like it was like a, a air gap in my mind about him even being related to Nova in the comic books. Like I was like, my wife and I were shooting back names and we're just like, Oh, we really like Nova. And it honestly wasn't until we're like, okay, that's what we're going to call our son that I was like doing something. Then you became a Nova fan. But then I was like, Oh my God, I forgot. There's someone named Nova in the comic books. And people were like, yeah, sure. I'm like, no, seriously. There was like this weird time in my mind where I completely utterly forgot about Nova in comic books. And then it's so now everything I have is Nova. So New Warriors, things like that, all that stuff I got. Yeah, it's it's bad, honestly, now. The Nova <laughs> whole action figures. short box yeah. down there, yeah. I got one. It's a remake. They made these, like, remake things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. You got to get the Hasbro Legends one, man. That's a yeah, good know, one. Yeah, right. And then I'm a big Scotty Young fan, so it's hard to see if it even oh. But I got Nova. Oh, man, that's yeah. amazing, dude. Yeah. that's amazing yeah no my daughter's name is logan so snick snick man um but no it's funny, no it's funny how like i like, like said though people are like oh yeah sure you're a big huge comic book nerd and it's not nova i'm like i'm serious like i well, we I, had, I didn't but like still we had a friend their daughter's name was nova and i was like oh that's that's the coolest name and then i i like i, I was like oh that's what we should have done I, dude i and anyway a lot of our names were all like if it was a boy she might have been luke actually so I think that tells you a little bit more. Um, but yeah, man, new new warriors. That's kind of yeah. like my answer to everything. Like when it when it comes to like, you know, the comic question of like, what's that book? What's that like Desert Island Run? It's mm-hmm. New Warriors. Mark Bagley, Fabian Nicieza, like that book. 
has stuck with me and i feel like it, it even made me realize like it, it actually like between like that and like punk rock which like also was you know a big part of my life like those are the two things that like really inform the kind of person i am i feel subconsciously at the time but like looking back i'm like oh my god that really really did like sink in like the messages there like really sunk into the person that i am today so huge valiant fan loved like that whole image you know comics coming together young blood savage dragon spawn all that but like for me it was new warriors for sure new warriors see and again I, I say this to everybody else who says these stories like it's always new and it's always different i don't feel like i feel like there's people if you talk to someone who's like oh i'm a guitarist and like or a musician this is how i got into music and it's like there's a lot of people with the same similar stories i feel like in comic books it's really hard to say that like i think the one common thread i hear the most is the x-men animated show uh, oh you know, sure that, yeah, that, yeah a lot well, of I it is like all the time yeah a, and so they, that, that to me too. a could be an entry into comic books. And I'm glad it's coming back because like there's some people, younger kids who might see that and have an entry into comic books. But like, but there's still most of the time it's a different story and it's a different comic book, whether it be I mean, you're the first person I've talked to and we're <laughs> that says New Warriors. New Warriors, <laughs> which is great. I mean, there's other I mean, a number of people have said X-Men and things like that, but like New Warriors well, is a cool little thing there. I mean, I'll I'll go one deeper. I think what happened was like when all those image guys jumped, you know, from Marvel formed yeah. image, like the one guy to me and, and like, you know, I, at the time anyway, like the one guy who like stayed was Mark Bagley and mm -hmm. he he became the amazing Spider-Man artist. And I think I I I got into Spider-Man first and really loved his stuff and like found that he did the New Warriors and like went backwards that way. So it's it's just really interesting, and then like I, you always think to yourself, like, well, why didn't he go and and jump to Image? It's like, well, he became the number one guy over at Marvel. Like he got, he, you know, he got Amazing Spider Man. So it, it's just, it, yeah. And there's people who just that's that's what they want to do. I mean, there's people who fought tooth and nail to get to be at Marvel or DC or things like that. And, and yeah. yes, I, I I have a recording later on. The actual episodes are swapped when they release. Later on, I talked to Cullen Bunn, who is a obviously comic book writer. He's done DC, Marvel, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he's now doing all the independent and, and creator on stuff, which obviously is a connection to you and the idea that you're hoping to find some of these independent and creator on stuff um, is maybe it was it gets to the big two, but maybe that's not what you want to do forever. So let's do this independent stuff. But there are some people out there who get to the big two and just that's what they want to do for the rest of their lives. So at the point, Bagley might have been like, no, I want to draw Superman, Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, would it be cool <laughs> to create my own characters and do my own thing over an image? But an image, I can't draw. Spider-Man and, and Captain America right. and all these other things. I yeah. can't draw those to the, the, the independent thing. I can draw those characters here. So having the getting paid and the legal right to actually draw those characters from these comic books, Bagley might have just wanted to do that. So I feel like the typical route that a lot of creators take, and you know, I'm not saying this is everybody, but I feel like you kind of start in indie comics because you got to break in, you got to get your foot in the door. Then you do get noticed by like the big two, and then you kind of leave the big two because <laughs> now you have a name that you could sort of, you know, make more of the profit you know, releasing your own stuff somewhere else, like an image or something like that. But for Bagley, yeah, I mean, like not every, just because you're a writer or an artist doesn't mean that you have your own creations. You know, you just want to play in that sandbox with those mm -hmm. toys. And that's totally cool too. I mean, dude, Bagley's been doing Spider-Man for 30. Forever. It feels like it's forever. <laughs> yeah, for real. I Yeah. So that it, it's a pretty crazy run over there. And if the guy's happy, great. Still, he he's my, my number one. That's my dude right there. Mark Bagley, like Bagley. his art. Like when you, it, 
you think of comic books, you think of comic book art for me, like a Bagley image will show up. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, unbelievable artist, unbelievable creator. And again, it's I was trying to think about the whole like going to the getting to the big two, like the big two. A lot of people is like the pros, like the professional leagues. It'd be like making the NFL and then be like, nah. I'm 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 good now. I'm gonna go over here and do this other thing. It, it's like I don't know, man. A, well, it's, it's like Michael Strahan, right? Like yes. you, you go to the NFL, you make your name, and then you become an even bigger name. You know, doing something outside, outside. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's I, definitely. I, think, I mean, for a lot, some people who have done it and done it well, uh, you know, have there's money in it. So, like, obviously, yeah. it's smart if you're gonna go. If you're the James Tiny in the fourth, and you draw Batman and do all that stuff, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna step away from Batman and do something's killing the children and all this other stuff. That he's probably making you know, way more money than he was even doing doing Batman. Uh, there is a thing on that, and guess what? Five years from now, if DC is like, "Hey, you want to draw or uh, write Batman again?" He's and he was like, "Yeah, maybe I will." They're not yeah. going to say no. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go play with those toys again. Sure. <laughs> so it's a weird world we live in, but like now, I, in, we're in a world of a, a lot of content out there and so there is a lot of avenues for people and i talked to uh, uh liana kangas about the idea of variant covers and it's giving people opportunities to do things that maybe they wouldn't have been seen by people so like if you go into a comic book shop and you see a bunch of different variant covers and maybe cover d is by an artist that's like very unknown but someone picks it up and loves it they sell a lot of copies of it and get a job in the future as some sort of interior sequential artist or cover artist somewhere else there's a lot of opportunities for people out there nowadays and and i feel like my dad used to say it to us when we were kids that when he was playing in a band and to create a tape, a cassette tape, it cost them thousands of dollars. They had to yeah. carve out studio time. They had to figure out how to get there. I mean, all this other stuff to make these tapes when nowadays someone can literally sit at their house in their living room, mm-hmm. make an album, put it on the internet and sell it and monetize it like that with yeah. only time and a little bit of energy and maybe the, obviously the equipment to do it, but like they could just do it. Nowadays, something with comic books can technically do that with helps from people like obviously with your company with Zoop and other things that are out there on the market too. But it's such a crazy world that if you want to create something and you work hard enough, you can just make it and put it out there. And I think that's such a cool thing. And I think again, making it the big two is cool. I would, yeah, it's, it's everybody's goal. Every, you never hear. I don't think I've, I've heard of one person who's like started writing or wanting to draw or write comic books as a kid and wasn't like, oh, I want to, I want to be at Marvel or DC at some point. Like they're sending letters in. To, to, to put them in there you know what though i feel like this generation that's not their goal you Correct. know there, there is like like so what you're saying i mean the internet basically democratizes all of this technology yeah. democratizes all of this to your point you know like the computer that we're talking on right now can do yeah. everything that your dad you know had to spend thousands of dollars on and i and look i was him i, I used to be in a band yeah. as well and and yeah we had a like scrounge together like some money for studio time to put something on a cassette and then you had to figure out how to duplicate that cassette anyway we, we don't have to go down that road but like to your point yes the internet democratizes um creation technology democratizes creation and platforms like zoop also give people that opportunity to find to you know help find an audience to monetize an audience to put the money together in order to go into production on a product so Yes. It, it, it's easier and, and we thankful of people like yourself and your team over there at Zoop because of that opportunity for things. And and let's be honest, uh, you know, we got to also give credit to the other, uh, the bigger oh, companies out there that have you could say their names. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you the Kickstarter, your Kickstarters and Indiegogo, they've laid the framework and in, in the, in the groundwork for other companies to do things like this. It makes sense 
to it, it I work in the brewing industry full time as well. I'm a, I'm a oh, direct, cool. creative director for a brewery and there's local breweries who people like who have been around for years. who people are like, ah, oh, those companies, ah, they make, you know, make junk beer. It's like, but you have to respect them because they were the first or the, yeah, or the early sure. people. I mean, not the first, but they're the early groundwork and people that made it so that they laid the framework and the groundwork for us to be able to do what we're doing now. And without them, they would, we wouldn't be here. And so Look, like, there all, is a thankful all, all, on that. Look, all the respect in the world to Kickstarter. They have done over $7 billion in yeah. revenue. Like, I mean, th there's a handful of companies that can say something like that and even fewer in the creative world, right? Mm -hmm. So the fact that they've been able to have such monumental success, uh, nothing but respect for them. I mean, but it does open the door for a company like us to be like, you know what? Uh, we love what you do, but we feel that we could add something to what you're doing and, and sort of like change it and modernize it a little bit for, you know, they launched in you know 2009 2010 basically a technology really hasn't like kept up they're mm -hmm. starting to make some improvements now but i think that that's because there's companies like zoop and, and crowdfunder and game found mm -hmm. on the game side and like other people you know nipping nipping at their heels they have to start to remain competitive instead of just being like well we don't care we're the only game in town anyway and no no disrespect to indiegogo but i think that they're just two different markets yeah. so yeah and, and it it's one of those things they've been able to name, name, make a name for themselves for the longest time, no matter what. I mean, people are still going to use the word Kickstarter as a crowdfunding name, yeah. like Kleenex or, or, or Google. It, like Google, that, exactly. But, yeah. yeah, it's first mover advantage. And that's yeah. totally fine. You know, that, that that puts the pressure on us to, you know, get the name Zoop out there even more and turn Zoop into a verb the way Kickstart, yeah. you know, is, is a verb. So, you know, it just and, takes and, time. A creative name like that, like if you just come up with a name that's very... I don't know, a pun on, on, a, on a crowdfunding thing. Not that that's a bad thing, people. I'm just saying sure, that sure. like Zoop is a thing where you're like, what is that? And you have to, you have to honestly, I heard well, it for the first time. One of my favorite podcasts ever is uh, Off Panel with David Harper. And sure. there's an advertisement on there for Zoop. And I was like, yes, yes. what is this thing? And that's when I started to do a little bit of research on this and looking into it and so on. And then saw the hey, crazy you're working with. The ads that's worked. worked. <laughs> and well, it's the great. Funny... The, the podcast ones are great too because like David reads it himself. And yeah, so yeah. like you hear that, that honesty and that thing. And obviously David doesn't have a lot of advertisers on there. He's only yeah. got a few. So when he feels like, okay, someone has decided to partner with me, he's obviously going to agree with it and, and, and believe in it because – he wouldn't he doesn't need it like he doesn't like it's not that he doesn't need it but like he's only gonna do it if he believes in it so that's another reason why i trusted the fact of looking up soup <laughs> huh, i appreciate that look i mean i've known david for quite a while now because yeah. i had another startup before this but <laughs> he's great guy love his podcast I, i'm always amazed by that like the guests that he's able to get on that show i mean i kind of feel like he is the top podcast in the world yes. of comics so I'm, I'm we're fortunate to have that that ad spot there and again i'm glad that it worked um mm -hmm. But the name Zoop, it's it's funny because like when we first launched, we got so much flack for the name and people making fun of it. And, oh, it sounds like soup or what's Zoop? Yeah. But like now it's just a part of the conversation. We're, we're, past, we're past that initial shock of like, what is this name? Huli, like if you ever watch Silicon Valley, you yeah. know. So I like the name because it doesn't pigeonhole us. And, and you know we have big plans for more. Yes. So I feel, yes. I feel like, like, you know, Zoop can encapsulate everything and not pigeonhole us into, you know, like just crowdfunding yes. or just crowdfunding and things like that. Yeah. Well, if you, if you were to uh, Google Zoop, you get you, you don't get a bunch <laughs> of other, you know what I mean? Like, it's like one of those things I was talking to Mark Guggenheim on here about his comic book torrent. 
And he's like, this is like one of the worst things he's ever called a comic book because you just oh, Google yeah. Torrent and Jeez. it's not going to come with a comic book called Torrent. It's going to come up with the, ill the illegal way to get his comic like, book Torrent. FBI just shows up at your door. Yeah. Why, are you, why are you Googling all, this, all these yeah, Torrents? And so like, obviously, like I've always said, well, my buddy and I, who used to co-host a podcast with me, we talked about creating a comic book at one point, writing it and having someone else illustrate it and stuff. And we had talked about one of the coolest things I think about right over my my left shoulder here is, is something's killing the children. It's like that name itself. I mean, it's going to get people to buy the book. Yeah. If the book's the book's amazing, but if the book sucked, people are still going to buy this book because it's called Something's Killing the Children. There's a brewery in our area. I have a, I have a beer called Smiling Irish Bastards, the name of the beer. And there's a story behind it, but like just to have it like ordering the beer and be like, I could say bastard. And like, it's something yeah. to do. Even if the beer wasn't good, people would still order it because of the name. And so, like I said, that's the simple thing with a name is it's so hard to create as something unique. But like I said, to a lot of people, you want to make sure you can get yeah, uh, your social media platforms. You want to be able to get your name. Yeah. You want to be able to get your website, and you want to be able to get, um, you know, somebody will be able to search you on the internet and find you. And something like Zoop is very easy to be like, okay, that's the thing. There's not much well, out the there under the word Zoop. <laughs> there are some other Zoops, so we're not yeah. Zoop.com. Okay. So anybody, yes, anybody right, listening yeah. to this, we are actually Zoop.gg. But the the good thing is, like, whenever we do, you know, like social media advertising or something like that, it's a link directly to a campaign. Like you're clicking on it, you're not. You know, and same with like a Kickstarter, like when you click on that link, you're not typing in Kickstarter slash project no. slash, you know, something is killing the children. Like you're just clicking on the link and it takes you right there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there was a video game from the 90s called Zoop and there's like yep. this Br Brazilian tax preparation company called Zoop. Ooh. So those are some of the other things that are like in in the search query. Excuse me. But, but I mean, I think of it, like I said, though, if you search it, though, you, you're the, the search, oh, first sure. search comes up is, is you guys. So it's yeah. not like. It, it, you're not fighting that and you are the only one in that uh you know industry in the creative yeah in the yeah, creative yeah, sort yeah. of crowdfunding exactly. space Too bad the uh tax person wasn't like a united states tax i feel like that would be just a match made in heaven right there okay this person's going to do our taxes yeah right. also names <laughs> but i feel like it's questionable for having your company having brazilian tax prepare for your taxes totally very questionable <laughs> at least it's, at least it's not venezuelan um yeah. but all of our socials are at we are yeah, Zoop. Zoop. yeah Zoop that. is already taken but yeah mm -hmm. we are Zoop. like i mean it, it comes from so far back you know like we are venom we are yeah. robin you know I, in 2009 i was part of a band out of ohio if anybody is listening to this knows this i you know i played in a band called we are the fury mm -hmm. so just I, but like that we are it just i, I feel like breeds community is like showing like hey we're all in this together kind of thing and and yeah, I don't know. I just always love that vibe of like, we are. So we are Zoop, you know, on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, even YouTube. Uh, I think we have a TikTok. If not, it should be up and running soon. Um, but yeah, but at we it, are Zoop. The everywhere. we are thing too is like, it's not just, I mean, you could run, you wouldn't be your company if it was just you and your staff working. You need the people who also crowdfund their comic books or, or, or products on you. So like you are a team. It's a we are thing. It belongs to everybody. And so that's 100% connection of that too but i mean as we're talking about zoop here and you know so you obviously you you found another company you sold that i mean we don't have to go into that that's you probably talked about that a ton of times so but how did zoop itself come out of that time like it's 2018 you founded it uh we, we kind of started in it was a pandemic baby okay for lack of a better term i mean you know um i was working a day job mm -hmm. which was great you know um love that company and everything like that but like when the pandemic hit and we were stuck in quarantine and everyone's going nuts, you know, like I, I literally found like, all right, I need something positive to focus on <laughs> and to do something creative. And I guess like for me being creative meant like start another company. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so I'd start having conversations with like friends of mine in the industry, like seeing what's what's going on, what people are doing. And one of those people was my my co-founder in Zoop, uh, Eric Moss. So Eric uh, was at IDW for a few years. Uh, he had done licensing for Disney for uh, uh, even longer before mm -hmm. that. Um, and he was most recently at Cryptozoic Entertainment, basically handling the, their crowdfunding over there. Okay. Um, most notably for him, though, he was the campaign manager on the Berserker campaign, the Keanu Reeves, um, you know, Boom Studios, which is still it wasn't beat out by the Expanse, so it's still the number yeah, one crowdfunding campaign, and he ran that one for them. Um, but Boom is knows what they're doing with these whole crowdfunding things. They've got the what number one and number two basically now. Yeah, but Bo Boom, <laughs> Boom cracked the code. They cracked yes. the code. That's there's, there's nothing else to say other than yeah. that. I mean, like yeah. they're they're doing it right. You know, they really found a, a niche, a, a niche mm -hmm. that like no one else has really tapped. I shouldn't say no one else. No other publisher really has tapped Correct. into the way they have. Um, but, but you Eric have to have the right you have to have the right uh, uh, base platform, not platform, but like um, uh, IP or, or, or com yeah, right based off to it. you can't you, you can't just do it off of anything. The Expanse had a massive following prior to but, this launch. Yeah, but who, and then who, who really knew who, who really knew that like the Expanse like had they, that? I, I, my guess is like someone did. They wouldn't have licensed the ability to have Boom have the Expanse as a comic book in the first place. But yeah. yeah but yes, but, not that much of it. Yes. Yeah, right. Because even so, like even if they did like 500,000 people yeah. would have been like, this is a massive success for the Expanse. Hold on yeah. one second. My dog, I got to pick up my dog. You're right. <laughs> um, but the fact that it did, you know, like another, like one point four million, I yeah. think, whatever it was, like it's insane. Um, but you go back with to, every, every every one of your platform ones does that, right? One point four. Yeah, that's how we roll. <laughs> yeah, well, I love how it was a twenty five thousand dollar goal too. I was just looking it up. It was a twenty five thousand dollar goal, and they made one point four hundred one point four million dollars on almost twelve hundred and yeah, twelve hundred backers. That's crazy. Well, you got to throw something out there. I know. You got to put just... you got to put some sort of goal up there. Like you yeah. can't say like one million dollars. Uh, yeah, but, but I'm just thinking like, like that. What do you mean? I feel like they knew we were gonna make it over. They should have just put five five thousand and made it look way more. <laughs> but yes, yeah, back to Sam, Samson. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, so this is during during the pandemic, and yeah. you see, you know, diamonds shut down, and retailers are shut down, and at the same time, uh, DC or like Warner Brothers and, and like and DC slashed their publishing output by twenty five percent. So all of this is adding up to like fewer and fewer opportunities, fewer revenue streams for creators. And then at the same time, you see e-commerce and crowdfunding just exploding. And it, it seemed like a no-brainer. Eric had talked about uh, sort of being a consultant on on people's Kickstarters. And mm -hmm. with my background, like I said, you know, having having started another tech company before, I was just like, you know what? Forget about tacking onto something else. What if we just did it ourselves? And that was really all of that coming together. Uh, was the genesis of Zoop, and we have a third partner named Marvin Oswald. He's our CTO. Uh, he's based out of Germany. Basically, built a platform and and is you know the one making all the adjustments. And like anytime we get feedback from people being like, "Hey, this didn't work," or "This, you know, you guys should be doing this," like he's the one taking care, taking charge of all that. So it's really the three of us. Uh, we have a head of marketing as well, but like we're, we're a very small, lean team. Um, and doing everything we can to continue to grow and, and help help creators fund their projects. And, and so just so people know out there too, is I I, I wrote, like, I hate to say what makes it different, but what makes it, what stands, what oh, stands sure. out for Zoop uh, as, as a platform over uh, ones like Kickstarter or the others out there for you? So feel free to stop me at any time because I could yeah. spend like a whole half hour talking, <laughs> talking about this. Um, 
you know, on, on the user side of things, you'll notice that like we, we have a more e-commerce type interface as opposed to Kickstarter has their tiers. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is, you know, if you go to Kickstarter or even Indiegogo, it's like, all right, get the PDF. Excuse me. <clears throat> and then the next level is get the PDF and the physical. Mm -hmm. Then the next level is get the PDF and the physical and a t-shirt and a pin. And it just keeps getting that list of things that you get that you are purchasing gets longer and longer and longer little convoluted, little difficult to actually keep track of when you're like, I just want to try to get that sketch from that guy. Yeah. You know, so our offering is more a la carte where it's, it's like Amazon prime where you're like, cool, I want one of those. I need a couple of those, throw those yeah. into your cart and check out. So it allows you to buy multiples of things. The add-ons are part of the main campaign. As a user, you're going to put in your credit card information and your shipping address into the main campaign. So there's no need for surveys there's no need to be like, you know, a year and a half later, like, where's my book, dude? Yeah. And not realize that, like, you never filled out the survey. So that creator never even had, you know, your shipping address yeah. and you never paid for shipping. So we kind of streamline all of that. We make it easier. And the feedback from that has been wonderful. People are like, oh, this is much easier. You know, I appreciate this because I, I don't know if you've backed many Kickstarters, but like yes. when this when the survey comes and you're like, I got to pay. Pardon my language. You're like, I got to pay even more now for shipping. Like, it's just yeah. like a double, it kind of hurts, you know? Um, So by removing that, I think that we remove, you know, some of that friction there. On the creator side of things, we sort of have two two models. Uh, our base model, I would call it, you know, that's more apples to apples with Kickstarter. Um, We basically offer the platform. We handle the credit card processing uh, fees for you as well. And you can run your own campaign. But some of the differences are we're going to promote your campaign as mm -hmm. opposed to, you know, it being on Kickstarter and you having to beat the algorithm just in order to get, you know, 72 hours maybe of like the project we love yeah. badge or placement. You know, we're going to feature all of our campaigns on the homepage. You're in our social media, in our email marketing. You're actually going to have a point of contact, someone to help support you on this, which I know isn't necessarily um, a thing that Kickstarter does. Mm -hmm. And that's hugely beneficial because if it's your first time, potentially you, you may not know what you don't know. And if we're sitting here telling you like, Hey, you really should like build up your email list before you launch this campaign. You may have never heard that before. You mm -hmm. might not have known, you know, to do something like that. And that could be the difference between raising the money that you need or not. Yeah. Um, we are an all or nothing platform, but we're also flexible. We're not beholden to the old rules of crowdfunding. If a campaign needs to extend how long it's going to run for, or, if we need to drop the goal, say from five thousand dollars to thirty five hundred, because now that's that's going from what the creator wanted to raise versus what they need to raise in order to go into production, mm -hmm. we have that flexibility. And the goal here is to help creators. So it doesn't make sense to us if someone's like, oh, "I raised thirty seven hundred dollars on my five thousand dollar goal, but now I can't get any of it." It's like, well, let's figure this out. Let's let's get, get it so you could make your book. So there's all of that. Uh, that we offer to anyone on the platform. Now, we also have another model, which is our sort of white glove full service model, where we handle campaign management. We do elevated marketing, which is, uh, you know, uh, press releases, booking on podcasts and YouTube shows like this, as well as we'll handle all of the printing and all of the fulfillment for the campaign, which we know are some of the biggest barriers to entry for people, you know, not 
even bothering with crowdfunding because these are creatives. They just want to write. They want to draw. They don't want to handle the, the administrative side, the technology side, the, the, you know, packaging hundreds of packages or even finding the materials to do that and going to the post office. So we take that off their plate as sort of a turnkey solution. Uh, and in as a pseudo publisher in that way as well, you know, we use third party vendors for printing and fulfillment, but it's the easiest, it's the easiest way to put something out there. So mm -hmm. Well, it's that was also that, yeah. clean. It's clean. I tell anybody like that, if you go to the website, it's very, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, that's obviously a look that the Kickstarter has used for years of what their campaigns look like, but mm -hmm. there's something about soup too. That's just clean, crisp looking at it. Right? You know what I mean? Like it's just, it, 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 it's very simple to use. And that's, I think is a huge thing for a lot of people out Thank there you, who man. are trying to uh, potentially support someone or back something. It's just, sometimes it's just, it gets so confusing on, 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 I, and it's me. I've always been the one where it's like, I kind of, kind of want what's at, <laughs> you know, the seventh level of something, but don't care about what, what you get from six to two. Like, it's like, I want the digital yeah, it, download, it, but I also want the whatever signed book plate thing at the end. But if I, I have to spend all of this money on all this other shit that I'm not going to need or want, and then my shipping charges go way up because I don't, I'm getting the stuff that I don't need. Totally. All that stuff. So like having the ability to just be like, okay, I'm on the Axe Builder one. Just be like, okay, I want the digital copy. I want the hardcover. I want it signed. So I'll get that one. And then okay, I want the trading cards. Bam. And then you can just add those those three things to your platform or to your you're, cart and then check out. You're paying for so what you want. Yeah, you're paying for what you want and none of the other fluff. Mm -hmm. Which is great. And you can make donations. It's a tip chart. I'm actually Absolutely. pretty impressed with the uh, number of tips that, that Axe Builder got. <laughs> Excellent Look, I, I mean, not going to lie. This is our number one campaign since yes. we've launched. So, you know, um, well-established name, um, you know, a, a book that he's been, he'd been promoting well before we launched this yeah. book. I mean, he, he's an example of he did everything right. I mean, yeah. he really did. But at the same time, he also had a name. You know, he, yeah. it wasn't his first time out. You know, he, he, he'd he worked with Jonathan Hickman, done stuff at Marvel, you know, nominated for an Eisner before this. Um, so, you know. Not everybody has the same path, but th this book, yeah, very proud of this one. And right now it's open because it took so long to sort of really like make the entire book that we're sort of doing like a final order cutoff before we go to print. Which you had the option to do is there's no hard and fast rules. What did I just, uh, we were watching, yeah. oh, my son's really into Frozen right now. And so uh, Olaf does these things called Olaf Presents. I don't know if you've seen this thing on Disney+. Uh, Plus. Like the shorts? Yes, and they're like these little shorts explaining other Disney movies and the way that he explains it, uh, the story in frozen two he does like it honestly it would be amazing for marvel to do this with what's his face from uh ant-man uh explaining you know my friend told me this and this and this and do uh, that Luis, explaining yeah. yeah doing all of the marvel movies in these little shorts like it's just so funny because our, our, our olaf is sarcastic in it like he's like not just he's telling the story but he's telling the aladdin one and he's like oh well your dad can't change the rules that he was the one that made up in the first place right <laughs> i was right, like right. laughing at him like oh my god i love how funny that is but like it's true like you're not going to do something that's going to negatively affect your your consumers, your customers, or your or your your creators. But like, if you needed to to change something or do something to make it more, open it back up for final order cutoff, I wouldn't be pissed off as a backer from the original run that you opened it up to some, unless you were opened it up and said, "I was only going to do a hundred of these, now we're doing one hundred and fifty, which you wouldn't do. Right. Yeah, no, we so we haven't changed anything. There's no like limits that have changed. Um, yes. it, it's really just for people who maybe missed it last year and have heard all the buzz since then, and yeah, you know, for people to just get in before the print run is is closed. So, 
Um, yeah. And because we have that flexibility and, and we don't play by like, you know, the established rules on other yeah. platforms, you know, we're able to do this and, and we've mm -hmm. already done like a few ex additional thousands of dollars for, for the campaign. So, you know, it, it was a good idea. Um, and I expect it to do even more because we have more interviews being set up and more press and promotion behind it. So yeah, I, I just think that there's a lot more that can be done. Look, I understand mm -hmm. why Kickstarter doesn't do it. I mean, they have one person that's essentially running, you know, or not running, but like overseeing, you know, 150, yep. 200 live campaigns at a time. You know, we have a little bit more of a curated slate. So it's easy for us to have our hands on all these, all these campaigns and, and really try to, you know, promote all of them. It, it, do you purposely only have two or three going at a time? Or is this just what is available at the moment? It's like one of those things where like, okay, well, two or three going just to not overcrowd people. It It's, we are not, a uh, self-serve platform yet like kickstarter okay. so we yeah. have our hands on every every campaign so we only have a limited bandwidth remember yeah. the the small team i was telling you about earlier we have a limited bandwidth of how many campaigns that we could actually have our hands on and run at any one time but then that also you know i, I think makes it a little bit more special um mm -hmm. that it get we, it's that it has a little bit of our seal of approval on some of these campaigns and and the fact is we're trying to help all of them get across the line i mean we're close to a 90 percent success rate on our campaigns versus I think over a Kickstarter, it's depending on, you know, depending on if they're talking about the platform overall or just the <laughs> comics category, it's anywhere from like 64 to 74% success rate. So I think that because, you know, we work with the creators, we offer advice, you know, we offer strategy, you know, we promote uh, to our user base. I think that all those things help in the success rate for all the campaigns. And, and, and I'm guessing you guys curate this a little bit in the back end, meaning that like, if I were to submit a comic book that's not anywhere near flushed out enough to actually start crowdfunding for it, you might respond back. It's just not the time for this. It's, it, yeah, we, we might be like, look, if all you have is a script and like two yep. pages of pencils and inks, that's not enough to really entice, you know, that's not enough for a campaign page. People yep. need to ha like have confidence that, oh, this book is going to happen whether it gets crowdfunded or not. That's I think that that's like the big thing is like they want to see that the the creators have the drive to get this book done no matter what and if mm -hmm. all you have is two pages you know people need to see what it is that they're potentially buying they need to get hooked in um so you know you really have to offer a little bit more than that otherwise your page looks a little bit um lean yes let's say you know <laughs> and they, and, your confidence might go down a little bit if there's not something on there for you to yeah, see <laughs> I, I mean look you know it, it's a catch-22 because crowdfunding yeah. really is there for people to raise the funds to finish, you know, to create their product. But at the same time, we live in, in, in a space right now where people who back crowdfunding campaigns are still like expecting that, that product almost instantly, <laughs> you know, it, it, if it takes longer than they expect, yeah. they, you know, they start getting upset, but it's like, guys, this is the point of crowdfunding. Like you're, you're basically pre-ordering something that is not complete yet. And, we could give you our best guesses on how long it'll take, but creators have lives too. They have personal mm -hmm. issues that they have to deal with. They have other work that, you know, maybe they have to take. So sometimes things take longer and that's for indie guys. That's for more established people as well. I mean, just life gets in the way. And if you're supporting it, just be patient with creators, please. It's, uh, there's something nice to also have that like surprise, almost like a present. It's almost free. If you think about it, <laughs> like the number of times I've paid yeah. for something, and backed it and then like a year later or nine months later it's finally come in and i've been like 
oh, I forgot to even pack this thing. This is amazing. And I was so happy about it. And like, my my bank account didn't go out go down that day. Like, yeah, my yeah. bank account wasn't like, oh, you just ordered this thing six months ago, nine months ago. It, it, the crowdfunding was completed and, I, and it came out of my bank account and so on and so forth. And that's just sometimes the cool thing is like, oh, I can't believe I've done that with like even with the new uh, with Substack a couple of years ago now with the the uh, like the prime, the premium <laughs> subscription thing where you pay $300. I did a couple of them to try them out and things like that. And it was like a year later before I even got anything. But when I got it, I was like, oh, yeah. That's what I that's what I paid for. Like this is I understand. This is now I, I see it. This is great. Yeah. It was like almost like it was free. <laughs> did, did you do three worlds, three moons by any chance? I did. I actually have the uh, thing down the, hey. the thing down there. The, oh right there. You get the hard cover or the soft cover? I can't see. Hardcover. Hard Beautiful. That was us. That was us, by the way. We oh, partnered really? with that. We partnered with them for to do the printing and fulfillment on that. So I probably have yeah. your, your your email address and credit card information. Probably, my yeah. <laughs> right on your desk, right? No. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there. I, I am a massive Michael Del Mundo fan, so Michael Del Mundo oh, okay. could not do anything wrong, sure, uh, in sure. my opinion. So, like, that's the reason why I did it originally and this stuff. And I really felt like I wish I didn't live in Maine because they are one of the coolest. Like, they had breakfast breakfast at like San Diego oh, like, Comic Con, yeah, and shit like New that. York yeah, Comic Con, I think. It, yeah, yeah, it's like it's amazing uh, that what they've been able to to do is that that but group, you, and that's a world building thing that's amazing. But yeah. You got that? Did you get like the signed prints and the card? And, oh yeah, yeah. And, I got some. And, of and there's like a floppy comic too. Yeah, there's a there's a uh, there's a. I have a card here somewhere. Like a membership, like a membership. Yeah, card. The, yeah, it's metal. It's like hard. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can kill someone with this thing. Um, and then Sweet. there's a, there's like two prints on the walls up here somewhere up. There's one above there. You can't see it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, which I love because it's a picture of a it looks like a dad with a kid. Right. Uh, and it's like yeah, reading yeah. a book and I'm like, oh, so in space, it's like, okay, this is like me and <laughs> another planet. Uh, but yeah, there's a floppy thing. I heard it's like this floppy comic book too that has yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. on it. Yep. yep. On it to the foundations on it too. But uh and then I'm a graphic designer too, but so I love the, the logo on it. But yeah, everything came out great. It was the 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 they're very they were very good at communicating too. That's the thing. And I'm guessing totally. that yeah, that's a big downside to a lot of people who crowdfund who back back projects and don't hear anything like that's sure. one of those things that like updating your people is the, the, the smallest thing you can do to help someone feel At, like they're not getting screwed over and that's one of those totally. things that there's been creators that i've i've backed in a year later it's like oh by the way sorry about that i got busy i'm like i understand that you you, you have thousands of dollars of people's money <laughs> and, and it takes five minutes to be like uh, like sorry yes, uh, had I, a flat you know, tire I, had to deal with that for correct a, a this is days. not like yeah. This is different than if you said, "Hey, I haven't actually pulled the money from you yet, and you don't, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't owe you anything yet because you're not you." But when you pay and you have your money, it's like, okay, you do have this money and you can spend it however you want, as long as hopefully you do back. It. And that's another thing is, yeah, like, yeah. there's no, you know, that, that scary box at the end of a Kickstarter campaign that says there's no guarantee that you'll get anything. <laughs> right, right. It's a oh. scary thing too, but yeah. So like the crowdfunding world. Yeah. So far, we haven't had that issue. So we're, we're, we're pretty fortunate. Uh, you know, if and when we ever have to face that, you know, I mean, like the, the latest example I see is like that Tales from the Quarantine one. I don't know the creator. I don't know enough about that one. But it seems yeah. like, you know, that that one did very well, took a lot of people's money. And yeah, we haven't had an issue like that. So fingers it's, crossed. Yeah. And I, and I think we all, I, I don't know, we, most of us aren't backing things that we don't trust either the platform or something from it was a weird thing it's like i don't sure i just i just backed um uh uh charles sewell's new, sewell's new book 
Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I know I'm going to get this thing. I'm not worried about that. It's like there's there's these things that you're not usually going to back someone you don't even know or don't care about. So there is that aspect of it too. But yeah, hopefully some new creators get backed from places like Zoop or, or other crowdfunding platforms because I love this. It feels so much more wholesome when you get something like this. I mean, like they said, this is, you know, these are creators that are popular and famous creators, but saying like, sure, sure. You could, I would hundred percent see this coming from a DC black label or something like that. Oh like, yeah. No, I think it come I mean, out of their hands is pretty cool. Or like, from yeah, they, they, they really spared no expense. I mean, the debossing mm -hmm. and, and like, you know, the designer, Sasha head, man, like that. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome Beautiful. stuff. Awesome stuff. And so like, so are you doing that too as a thing? Or is this just one of those one-time things you wanted to help these people out? Are you going to help in the back end? doing some fulfillments, even though if it wasn't a fund a crowdfunded on Zoop? We've had those conversations depending okay. on, you know, depending on the project, it sort of has to make like financial sense for everybody, mm -hmm. you know? It, so there has to be like enough meat on the bone for someone to like, for, for it to be worth our time. I know I don't mean for that to sound like insensitive, but at the same time, yeah, we don't want to take too much out of like the, the creator's tally either, you know, to where it just like doesn't make sense for them to come to us for something like that. So when, when, when the right projects work like that, yeah, we're we're having those conversations too. And and so you have a bunch of stuff on the, on. The, you've done a, you've you've fun you've funded a bunch of different projects on Zoop. Mm -hmm. I see that you you go to the website. Anybody who's listening, you go to zoop.gg. You can go to the funded and explore all the projects that have been funded before. I mm -hmm. have um I didn't get it through through Zoop, but I do have um Snow White and the Zombie Apocalypse is number zero because they did come oh, out cool. with that. Um, they actually released that too into comic book stores as well, I believe. That's where I got mine, and I might have been a different version of it, but I have that book. I haven't read it yet, but I have that book. I have a lot of stuff to read. <laughs> um, nice. But is there one? I mean, I don't want to like think that there's. I don't want to say which is the worst one, but like, is there one that you're like pretty proud about on there, or are they all your? They're all your children. It's hard to pick one that's the, your favorite. Well, I'm. You know, the one that kind of like put us on the map was um we we did um we did a campaign for John Paul Leon. Um, right. you know, an artist um who passed away in 2021. And he had he had a creator own book called The Winter Men. I think it was like through Wildstorm, which was part of DC. Yeah. Uh it was his only creator owned stuff. I mean, he you know, he had worked on Static Shock. He he was a big artist over there. Um he did uh what was it like Marvel's uh man, now now I'm blanking on it, but like the X universe or like it it was like with Alex Ross doing the covers. It was like this alternate universe. I, I can't remember now. Um, like now, now I feel silly. But it's fine. Reg regardless, I mean, prolific, amazing, amazing, like masterclass type artist. Um, and yeah, we did we did this campaign uh, for the Winterman in Artist Edition, which essentially only comes out through IDW. But yeah. uh, we we worked with Scott Dunbeer from IDW to put this book together. Uh, Tommy Lee Edwards and Bernard Chang, who were studio mates and best friends with John Paul, uh, helped put this book together. And, you know, we, we did nearly $200,000 on this campaign and all the proceeds went to uh, John Paul's family to pay for his daughter's college education. So that's awesome. Not only, you know, was it like a really feel good type of campaign mm -hmm. for us. Um, it's a gorgeous book. Um, we just submitted it for an Eisner. So happy to, you know, say that. <laughs> um, you know, and, and to be able to do something like that and, and like feel good about the the business, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, but that, that, that campaign, I mean, people contributed art like Joe Quesada, Walt Simonson, um, Bill Sienkiewicz, uh, 
Kim Jung Ji, uh, mm-hmm. who also who also recently passed away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I, and we we have this video of Kim Jung Ji. It's on our YouTube page of him creating uh, the pinup that he did for the book, and it's it's insane. I mean, Peach Momoko uh, did a pinup for the book as yeah, well. So, so I mean, to, yeah, this was like a oh my god type of moment for us because at that point we were only a few months old um but it made sense for them to come to us because we were that built-in turnkey solution nobody knew how to do it nobody wanted to like take the time to you know like take on all that extra work so we we made a lot of sense um you know nick's campaign axe wielder john uh incredibly proud of that one uh another one we did was comics for ukraine which is still in still in production but that one also i think like one hundred seventy five thousand dollars. um we donated a hundred thousand dollar check to a charity called operation usa and all those proceeds go to helping people who are displaced by the war in the ukraine so and that project you know had people like alex ross art adams dave johnson mark wade kurt busiek i mean matt matt wagner's uh you know, the list goes on and on and on of like some of the creators that like we've had the privilege of sort of like working with or or at least contributed to the project that we worked on. I mean, so some of those are huge, but then like on on, on the not as incredibly large side, you know, <laughs> we, we we did a campaign with an up and coming superstar artist, in my opinion. His name is Matt Lesniewski. Um, He did a campaign called Faceless in the Family. And I think we broke 40,000 on that one. And this is, you know, his, his first uh foray into crowdfunding he he'd done some stuff i think with dark horse most notably but you know it just a, a superstar talent um and to be able to do those kinds of numbers you know w- was really like i was just happy for him you know um on, on, a, on a on a personal note you know we, we did an art book with dan pinogian and like i said like way earlier you know a 90s kid and like into the yeah. whole image thing it's like dude yeah like you know we got to do a campaign with Dan Pinoji and that dude's awesome. And he's a great guy. Like it was, he it was is. He was on the podcast a couple episodes ago, actually. He was on to talk about his, uh, his books, uh, black tape and, uh, Alice ever after. Yeah. Over at, yeah boom. And in, in, in AWA, but yeah, Dan's amazing. He was fun to talk to yeah. great, genuine dude. Yes. Super, super great guy. And I'm sure I'm leaving people out, but those like mm-hmm. off the top yeah. of my head with, without like looking through, but I mean, like realistically, the majority of oh, oh dude des taylor if you're not familiar with des taylor he he's like one of my favorite people ever he might not even know that but like he's a legit just like awesome dude i love his artwork um but as as far as like creators go that guy is top notch and check out his book scarlet couture <laughs> See, and, and so like i said there's about what i would say was there five or six projects being funded right now i think it looks like roughly around there um all different genres of things yeah, too. Yeah. it's not like it's like superhero this or, or horror this there's a little bit of everything available um which is pretty cool and i mean i've noticed a number of names on here just because i'm actually pretty in tune too though like uh, you know um dylan andrews is a friend of a friend of a friend so he says a couple books on there and yeah he, i've got he just, he just funded he just funded his second campaign with us yeah. um so, uh, warhood was funded and then yep. there was another one um engraved um yes done that before and then i've I've gotten emails from from um like marketing or pr people of other books that have been on zoop as well like odds and ends i believe i got an email about that um and then something else too so i've seen the marketing behind it too which has obviously worked in that sense because it, it, again it, part of it is that zoop name to me is like one of those things where it's like i don't 
I'm like, well, what is this thing? And then this says, oh, it's being funded on Zoop. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And that's why I click on it and go, oh, that's the thing. And again, as a designer and someone who who loves things that are clean, crisp, and easy to use, and maybe go, okay, this, this they know what they're doing over there. And that's what I reached out to you. And was like, we should talk. We should definitely Thank get you man. on here and talk about this because it, it's definitely know what you're doing over there. But um, so it says yeah, the future campaigns. I'm guessing those are ones that are like, you were going to do, we just haven't had the time to put them together to get them up there and launch, right? The coming, coming soon, soon ones, yeah, yeah. Well, coming soon. I mean, like so those just take a little bit of preparation. Yeah. I mean, like one of the one of the good things about uh, crowdfunding is the pre-launch page, because then that that allows people to kind of like start signing up for notifications for those early bird specials for the to be the first to know about like limited rewards, and that gives you an indication of maybe how well a campaign's going to do. So, mm -hmm. you know, for for anyone out there like thinking about running a campaign, a lot of your work is going to be done before the campaign launches. You know, you really want to build up that groundswell of support so that day one hits. And even though we don't have an algorithm to beat, people still like seeing a winner, you know, like psychologically, other people out there want to see that like, oh, this campaign is going to make it. They had a strong first day. Like you could tell that this is going to be like a winning campaign. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of work. Again, a lot of that marketing and promotion happens before the campaign. So. Right now, I mean, you know, we're working with Jason Coplin on Full Tilt. You know, this is someone who's been working on this book for years and talking about it on, online. So people are really interested, you know, in this book, um, Thunder Hunters uh, by Mark Nelson. Mark Mark's done like a ton of work for DC and Dark Horse, you know, like back in the day. And this is a gorgeous looking book. Like, I'm so thrilled about this one. Um, we have a book, uh, pardon my language here, but called mm -hmm. Murderfucker. Mm -hmm. Um which I think is going to be super fun for people to check out. Um, are those yeah, the I, commissions examples of the Nightmare on Elm Street? Those are pretty crazy artwork too. Yeah. I mean, like it, it it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, mm. and we, we have this other one, um, Stardust, uh, the Super Wizard. This is going to be an anthology. Uh, Van Jensen is, is sort of spearheading this. We haven't announced everyone who's who's uh, involved yet, but some of the people that are have been announced. Mike Allred uh, is contributing. I think Cecil Castellucci is one of the other ones mm -hmm. uh, that's that's been announced. But we have a, a real murderer's row of comic creators who all love this basically uh, public domain figure from the 30s that is, yeah. you know, they all kind of like dove into that world mm -hmm. and now they each get a chance at like taking a stab at it. Um, and I, I should I should also point out some of the some of the ones that we have live right now. Uh, we're working yes. with the legendary Trina Robbins yeah. uh, on an anthology to benefit Planned Parenthood. It's called Won't Back Down. Um, you know, she's in her late 80s and she's still yeah. fighting the good fight. It's just um, funny because I was going through and I was just scrolling through and so like I was like looking more information, or whatever. And I got to the point where it's like bio and it's her signature. I look over to the left. I'm like, oh, <laughs> for some reason, I thought she was like in her 20s. But like that doesn't make any sense. But yes. Yeah, she's, she's, she's been at it for a long yes. time. Yeah. Yes. Um, Im Imposter Syndicate uh, by Matt D. Wilson, who's one of yeah. the, the co-hosts of the War Rocket Ajax podcast, if you're familiar with that. Um, Cartoon Puppet Horror Theater, which I, like, I think is a great project and definitely needs a little bit of love. Um, you know, this is from American uh, Mythology Publishers. Um, I, I think it's fun. Like, so if anybody saw, what was that? Like the, the happy time murders or the happy time yeah. mysteries or whatever, very much in, in that vein. If you're a puppets fan, a snack, uh, a snaggle rock, fraggle rock. I don't know fraggle why I'm rock. saying snaggle yeah, rock. Yeah, fraggle rock. Things like that. Jim Henson, mm -hmm. go check this out. Um, there's a lot of freebies. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> Anyone who backs it at a physical uh, level is going to get another comic signed for free. So you're definitely going to be getting your money's worth with that campaign. 
uh, as well as the other happy place by Jesse Sharon. This campaign is like, if it's not at 20,000 yet, it's like, right. I think it's like right around there or 18, six. Yeah. And which is incredible. Um, she is, yeah, an incredible artist. Um, and then, yeah, Axe Builder John, and we have Plus Waco Comics. This is the, like, their, the launch of their line. And, you know, we're doing everything we can to help them get across the line as well. So go support Indie Comics over there. But, like, super proud of the lineup that we have right now. And we, we have a really busy uh, April, May, June coming up. There's stuff that isn't listed on here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, and all the way at the end there, some stuff by uh, Luciano Vecchio. Sanford Green, we have a project coming with it, you know, but some of these things just take a little bit longer, yeah, uh, to you know, to, to eventually go live. But, but is, is it maybe in the goal in the future to make it so someone can do all this on their own, or is it still going to be that curated, like it makes sense for someone at Zoop to do the setting it up? And like, part yeah, of the, uh, part of the benefit of Zoop is that part of it. Eventually, this is going to be sort of that open source platform but again with a small team it just takes some time and yeah. resources to get there and we're a bootstrap company so you know we don't have we don't have the resources of a kickstarter or an indiegogo and there's pluses and minuses to all of that the pluses is you still have human help and support you know uh for the advice and the strategy yeah but then at the same time it's also human help and support as opposed to automated technology yeah so you know, you take the good and the bad, but like, as of right now, I mean, I couldn't be happier with the way that things are going. So, you know, once we get to that automated version of, of Zoop, you know, then the, I think the door is like really open and then we start getting more quantity on the platform. Which is funny is like, right now the projects are amazing and there's nothing that looks like I, there's nothing on there where I'm like, I don't know what the heck they're thinking about. Like, you know, yeah, we yeah. should stop that. But like, I, I just, like I said, the, the, the whole thing about it, the name, the, the cleanness, the, the ease, they, the ease is the biggest thing people have. Anybody's like thinking about crowdfunding and back something on Kickstarter, the idea of be able to pick what book you want or pick the, the product, the things you want, check out, put your thing in and just wait for contact back saying this product's going further and da, 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 da. like that idea of Kickstarter and like, surveys and adding things on and getting your shipping address and all that stuff is, is, is a, is a pain uh, to do. And obviously there is some, I mean, do you guys send an email out verifying later on that your shipping change hasn't shipping address hasn't changed or is that really on, on the onus of the, of the backer? Uh, it, it, for the campaigns that we're handling fulfillment, we'll do that. Okay. But for the campaigns where, you know, the creator is running their own campaign, we don't necessarily have as much control over that, but yeah. they should, they should be just making sure, Hey, everybody getting ready to fulfill. Let me know. But I also feel like there's like this, there's this babysitting thing in this world that I just don't understand either. It's like you did something and you moved. It's really kind of also up to you. It's not up to the yeah. person you bought yeah, something but, from to make sure that it's there. I mean, but yes, you know, but person, I, under, like, I, yeah. I understand because like when you're, when, when you're moving, like the yeah. last thing that you're thinking about is like, oh, I got it. Like you're thinking about changing your address maybe with the post office, but not yes. necessarily like the, the book that you bought six months True. ago. Yeah. It, so I get that point there, but I just still think there's still a, a responsibility that if someone, you know, if I were to buy something now and, and think about it, I, I don't know. It's a mixture of both, but having you guys as a company, if you're doing the, the more of the white glove service and you're going to actually contact people, it's just yeah. a nice re reassurance to people be like, Oh yeah, that is my address looks good. So on and so forth. Look, but I did that with, uh, I bought a TV on Best Buy and they sent me that email and the address was wrong, but the only way for me uh, wrong, I live in a, I live in a townhouse that has, other places Multiple in units. Yeah, yeah and my unit was like listed as a different unit but it was my address so my address is number 30 but i'm unit nine and then my next door neighbor is unit 10 
but it was like 30 unit one. Uh, and I was I like, it. and I was like, if you press change, it says, okay, we're going to cancel your order, or reorder it with a new address. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I want this delivery today. And so I just said, screw it. And let's see if it comes. And the person ended up like way down at the other end of my thing. And I'm like yelling to them over, <laughs> but I was like, so I, 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 yeah, I no, appreciate the checking it in happens. on addresses and things like that, yeah. but like, it's one of those weird things that I, I guess I guess the with the platform like Zoop or Kickstarter or things like that, these products sometimes take a year to make or nine months to make. So a lot can change in a year. So that make makes sense to, that to is true. check in on someone's address. <laughs> but the no post survey uh, post campaign surveys is also amazing. So the, the checkout platform on Zoop is amazing. Yeah, thank you for that. I mean, like realistically, if you're like, hey, I don't want to go through the hassle of, you know, signing up for something else, like if you have auto populate on your desktop, it mm -hmm. takes literally no time. And even mm -hmm. if you don't, it is a quick like 30 seconds to punch in your information on, on your, your laptop or your phone. Um, you know, and, and it's a one time thing. So it's, mm -hmm. it's not something that you have to do multiple times. It's really quick and easy. The creators that were that were uh, championing definitely support uh, appreciate your support, you know, so come give it a shout. Yeah. And so uh, you can find we are Zoop on we are zoop on instagram twitter facebook and like you said yep. if there isn't a tiktok there will be one there should be one and then zoop.gg is the website to go there and find all kinds of cool uh products that are being backed and look for more obviously in the future and as Zoop grows there's things but obviously just follow social media because that's where you're gonna put everything so yeah <laughs> you'll learn about it if you follow them on social media <laughs> maybe if you don't have the blue check mark i don't know maybe i'll have to pay for that on twitter but uh we'll get not into happen that. not happen yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah and then uh Jordan, you you have an Instagram as well. If anybody, or not Instagram, I, I was gonna say Instagram, but I usually just like to say Twitter. If you have a Twitter, it's just red. What's yeah. is it just your name? Yeah, I'm more prolific on Twitter. I'm yeah. at Jordan Plosky. It's gonna be a lot of wrestling takes on there. Um, you know, big news <laughs> today, huh? Oh, jeez, man. You know what's really funny is I feel like the whole uh, WWE being bought by Endeavor is almost overshadowed by the fact that Roman won. Yes. So. <laughs> well, it was just funny. I also love it. The pump, I think IGN posted it, something like that. It's like, oh, WWE merges with the UFC. I'm like, that's not the right words to use. They're merging it's, into the same company, but it's not like Roman Reigns is going to fight for a UFC title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting to see how it shakes out because, like, I saw the number 21 billion yes. being thrown around, and I'm like, I don't think they paid 21 billion for WWE, no. but it, but that headline makes it look like it. Was. Did you see uh, the the uh, what their stock ticker is going to be? TKO. No. When they publicly traded, they're going to be called TKO, and I'm like, that is amazing. I want just that's a share of that taken. stock. I can't believe that's not taken yet. I just want to share that stock because of that. I don't care what this for. I just wow. want to it. It's so cool. But no, I could see a lot more UFC characters coming over and doing something in the WWE oh, if they're under the same umbrella. And very rarely are you actually going to see someone in the WWE going to be like, oh, I'm going to fight for a title in the UFC. It's not merging. They're one yeah, yeah. umbrella doing something it's not like when marvel bought or disney bought marvel that all of a sudden you saw like frozen in a marvel movie it's just right it, right right it's, it's, oh disney jokes. disney bought marvel yeah yeah you're like dc bought Mar disney, no, yeah, yeah. disney sorry disney bought marvel yeah. and you're not going to see like you know toy story end up in you know buzz and woody fighting to save new york it's of similar course, to that sense it's a yeah, subsidiary yeah. of the same company but yeah i was laughing <laughs> the ufc it, mergers it, with wwe and all these fans are commenting like that's gonna ruin the wwe it ruined the ufc and i'm just like oh you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> It'll be interesting. I'm more of an yeah. AEW guy myself, yeah, so. but you know, so that that's that's good for them over there. But I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching AEW. Yeah, I, I was just at Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor on Friday night. That was an awesome show. So, yeah. See, 
crazy. Yeah, it's so g- funny if people don't understand is that uh, people outside the comic book world, how much comic books and the pro wrestling intertwine. Totally. Uh, one of the best comic books over the past couple of years is do a powerbomb. So I'll say that right there. 100%, man. Danny Warren Johnson's a beast. But like, it, I think it also goes back. And and then I, I really don't want to, ha- like, I, I, could, I could talk for another hour. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm going to have to wrap up in Me a moment. Me too, yeah. yeah. But, um, but it goes back to like, you know, 91, like the death of Superman and, mm-hmm. and you know, all, all this stuff happening at that time, at the same time where it was Ultimate Warrior and Hulk yeah. Hogan and then like Hulk Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter. Like, so you see, like, you're seeing like these real life superheroes that you're yes. reading the comics. Yeah. And then like in, re- you see these larger than life, colorful characters and you're like, he's good. He's bad. And yes, there's a direct correlation between comics and, and wrestling. And maybe that's for another time, Justin. Well, that's it. And that's <laughs> uh, we see cons cons have like, comic oh, book yes sure. there, but also I know where you see someone there who's a pro wrestler. Like, why does that make any sense? And it's because they have a lot of same fandom. It's crazy. It's, it's totally. insane. Uh, but yeah, so we are Zoop is the uh, the handle on all social media and uh, Zoop.gg is the website. Please back some some uh, some of those things on there. They're amazing. And, and thank you so much for coming on, Jordan, and appreciate it. And enjoy the rest of your day. Work hard. Hey, same to you, Justin. Thanks, man.